Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these are episodes about some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. A short story on the unexpected surprises of the wild. I met Ms. K in the emergency department one weekend while I was on call. The ED director had called me because of a patient who was walking around, as he said it, drunk-like, but totally coherent and, while not the most straightforward personality, had been cleared by psychiatry as not being in a delusional nor psychotic state. While I didn't know what that meant when relayed to me, it usually isn't good when I have to see a patient only after cleared by the psychiatry physician. When I entered into the ED, it was actually fairly quiet. I was greeted by the psychiatrist, whom I'd known since he'd rotated on my service several years ago when he was a resident. She's over there. Harmless, but a flower child, he noted with a smile. I actually enjoy talking with her. I'm not sure where she got her training, but she does say a lot of things that are at least medically related. I asked my colleague why the emergency department asked to have him see them rather than us first. Not sure. I think it was probably related to her somewhat interesting ideas around self-medication. Again, no psychotic tendencies to be sure. I thanked him and went on to see the patient. As I walked in, the patient seemed to be meditating, and didn't at least at first acknowledge my presence. However, what I did note was that her fingers and her feet were moving almost randomly. Despite the relative cold being in the fall in the Midwest, she only had flip-flops and a moderately heavy shawl on top of what appeared to be a roughly hewn canvas dress. Hello, Miss Kay. I'm Dr. Liang. She opened up her eyes, nodded to acknowledge my presence, and looked at her hands. I just can't seem to control these, she noted in a quizzical voice. They don't seem to want to stay still or do what I want them to do. I started going through her history, and she just started to describe the subacute onset of movements in her hands and now her feet, that they seemed to have a mind of their own, again, as she said it, and that it seemed as if she could feel less and less as time went on. I have been taught by some of the masters of Eastern organic medicine, she told me. I know that there are herbs and plants that can address this condition. I thought this must be the reason why the attending in the emergency department thought that the patient was odd and asked for a site consult. I've been treating myself with diet and herbs, but it really hasn't stopped the process. All throughout this, she had a level of calm and ease in her demeanor and voice. I came in to see if you could help me with this issue. Ms. K lived in the outskirts of town in what appeared to be a commune with like-minded naturalists who lived off the land, farming much of their own crops and picking various plants from the surrounding woods. When querying Ms. K about her diet, she noted that everything that was part of her home in which she lived was from the natural surroundings and those things grown organically. Acknowledging this, I then began to examine her. What I found was, to say the least, striking. In both her hands and feet, in patchy areas of her legs, she had little, if any, sensation at all. She couldn't even perceive a hard pinprick. Even in one spot, I slightly pinched her forearm, which she did not register even recognition of being touched. Her reaction was even more striking. She frowned and noted how strange it was that she could not feel my touching her. She also had decreased reflexes everywhere, and despite this, her strength was totally intact. She had what is called a profound sensory neuropathy. Much of her sensory nerves had been affected by something. I told the patient that I was going to order some tests, but asked her one last question. Do you eat a lot of mushrooms? She noted that this was a main staple of her diet, 
and confessed to a mycophilia, as noted by the ancient Chinese and Japanese, allowing for a transcendental state. I thanked her and went out to order some tests. When I went to speak to the emergency department attending, I relieved the case and thought that Ms. K was suffering from a mushroom toxicity, causing her a sensory neuropathy, thus decreasing the function of her sensory nerves. We had at the university a very uh, well-known individual who had studied this and had written several papers, so most of us were familiar with this particular area. While there are other things that could cause this as well, from cancer to autoimmune diseases, the history was incredibly strong and we needed to address this earlier rather than later. We called the Toxin Control Center and spoke to the medical director there, who suggested some dual vitamin therapy, having to be careful that we didn't overdose her and cause her the exact same symptoms. I went back and told Ms. K of what our suspicions were, to which she answered with her calm and unworried demeanor, what started in the past continues in the present, and what's in the present influences the future. I didn't really know what she meant by this, at least at that point, but she agreed to treatment which is all what I really cared about. She subsequently recovered, almost all of her sensation back with supplementation, although she did have some residual loss of sensation in her hands. When following up in the clinic with me, she did admit she had influenced her commune to move away from mushrooms to only go with their grown organic crops. I guess that was what she meant of the present influencing the future. Thank you very much for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.